This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Myth. You've waited patiently all day. All wait. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. Wizzlick inside with the two-hand flush. To college. Just wait until March, bro. To the pros. Red Wings win. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. Feels good to be back. No show yesterday, but it feels like we've been off for weeks. For some reason, just been itching to get back in here and talk about my new favorite addiction, the Detroit Red Wings. My goodness, John, this team just brings me so much joy because Lord knows the Pistons aren't doing any of that. Lions, they're in the offseason. This Red Wings team has a chance to do something special. However... Got a problem with them right now, John, and I need you to help me out. John, I've I've got a bone to pick with Steve Eiserman. Wow. You're probably going to lose that fight one-on-one if you fight him, (laughs) but keep going. (laughs) That's not the bone I want to pick with Steve Eiserman, because Lord Lord help me (laughs) if I ever go toe-to-toe with him. Um, No, I mean, I guess it's not as much of a bone to pick with Steve Eiserman, because he has an opportunity to fix what he didn't do. But the dominoes are starting to fall in the NHL. The trade deadline is eight days away. Happy leap day, I guess. Uh, Got the extra day in there. March 8th, that's the day. That's how long the Red Wings have to find someone to help them go from a team that's, I don't want to say a lock to make the playoffs at this point in the season, but yeah, you're going to be in the playoffs pending a catastrophic collapse in the last 23, 24 games of the season. You're going to be there. How do you turn this team into a team that genuinely has belief that they can go to a Stanley Cup? I think the locker room already believes that. Patrick Kane had a quote last week saying he thinks they can beat anybody here in a seven-game series with this roster. They're deep, got experience, they've got vets, they've got young guys, they've got it all. Can score, play defense, got a good goalkeeper now. They've got a squad but there's always room to improve. Steve Eiserman has a chance to do something that seemed nearly impossible just a couple of months ago. I'll tell you what that is if you hang in there. But yesterday, Dallas Stars, they trade for a defenseman, Chris Tanev. Steve Eiserman, how are we not getting on this? How are we not circling this and making sure we're in on these conversations? Now, Again, like I said, John, there's eight more days left for Steve Eiserman to do something. And what we know for a fact, at this point, six wins in a row, you're the hottest team in all of professional sports after that 8-3 to three victory on Tuesday. You have to be buyers, right? I mean, you can't sit idle at the deadline. You can't be a seller at the deadline like you were last season at this time. Just when you thought you were going to be able to reach the playoffs, you go to Ottawa, get your butts kicked back-to-back, and you turn into sellers. This year, you enter the deadline as the hottest team in hockey. So to sit idle is a loss. You add Patrick Kane in the middle of the season, that's great. 
I'm not satisfied. Nor should anybody be. We've been deprived of playoff hockey for seven years. This team hasn't won a playoff series in a decade. Not supposed to talk about our age on this show, but I was in seventh grade the last time that this team won a playoff series. That's a long time for a lot of people. There's an entire generation of Detroit sports fans who have never seen this team in the postseason. Now, that's all going to change here in April. But what happens once this team gets to the postseason? That's a question that's going to have to be answered at that time. However, you've got an opportunity here in the next eight days if you're Steve Iserman to add someone on this team that truly makes you a cup contender. So my question for you is this, John, because I can't figure it out. How are you not in on this conversation to get Chris Tanev? Formerly with the Flames, traded to Dallas. They get a goalie in the process, too. I mean, why are we not sitting here today talking about the Red Wings acquiring a defenseman? I mean, you noted it earlier. It's the early stages. You still have eight days to go. We were talking off air about what the biggest price or, I guess, prize to be one is if you're the Red Wings. And Jake Gensel could be that. He's with Pittsburgh. There's some other guys in Anaheim who I think could contribute to the Red Wings. But right now, a lot of teams are in a spot where they don't know if they're buying or selling yet. Like, that's the beauty of the NHL. Now, in the Eastern Conference, and like you said, the Red Wings are in pretty good position. So teams like the Islanders, who they play tonight, the Penguins, the Capitals, they're close, but they're not really within striking distance. They would need, a, like you said, a collapse from Detroit, knock on wood. There you go. You're welcome. Like, so what's out there I don't think has been fully fleshed out yet. So... Yeah, you you would like you would like a guy like Tanif, but I don't think he's the needle mover for Detroit. Like everyone say, like the Athletic, you send an article that it's a slam dunk because I guess they couldn't think of a hockey metaphor, but a slam dunk move. <laughs> there for, are no hockey metaphors. Those, uh, I don't, don't know. Those don't exist. A power play goal. I mean, it's a slam dunk anyway. By the uh, way, congratulations on uh, avoiding the accusations that you were cost you were going to cost the Red Wings the win on you. Tuesday, and, and you made fun of my parlay. Kane had over half a point, and the Red Wings won. I, I didn't make fun of your parlay. I said you can't have a lock of the day that's minus one seventy six money line. That, that's pretty close. It's not like it's minus three hundred, minus five hundred. Anyway, but I, I think there's a waiting period right now for Eiserman where let's see what's fully out there because there are some teams still not set on whether they're going to be buyers or sellers. I think Detroit could use some back end defensive help. And you can never have too many forwards on the third and fourth line, though the chemistry with the Red Wings lines right now, I really wouldn't break up. And usually teams are like, man, if we could add one more person to the power play unit, like both units, right. that would be great. They did that with Kane. So great move. Yeah. So do it I, again. <laughs> the, like, no, it is that simple. Though, that's right? the thing. And, and, and the unfortunate thing I, just for hockey in, in general is I don't think there's that, again, big fish that's going to be trade bait this upcoming deadline. It might be not a snoozer. Like, if you're a hockey fan, there's going to be moves that interest you, but I don't think there's going to be that mega move. If Jake Gensel moves from the Penguins, one of their top players, I think that is a pretty monster move. And if the Red Wings could get in on that, that's great, but the topic around conversation in Pittsburgh is, whoa, we still have Sidney Crosby, we still have Evgeny Malkin. It's similar to when the Red Wings still had Zettenberg and Datsuk in their elder years. We got to at least try and go for it. They've done so much for the organization. We can't just bottom out. So that's the thought process in Pittsburgh, even though they know 
may be some struggling years in the next couple, they but still John, have that old core in place. John, so, here's the thing, though. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care about Pittsburgh. Well, I'm just Nobody saying that's the big Nobody in this town move. cares that's if Pittsburgh big, can be successful That's or not. the big guy. We need, as the Red Wings fan base... I think you forget where you are sometimes. This isn't New York. Well, I'm just this saying. This isn't Pittsburgh. I'm just saying. This the, is the whole, Michigan. The whole the the uh, just give me a name then. If you want it off Pittsburgh, give me a name of who Detroit should target, and I'll tell you whether he could be moved. Well, or John, not. I needed your help here. Oh no, you're needs- Mr. Hockey. <laughs> I need you. I'm telling to- you the name, and then you're saying I'm talking too much about Pittsburgh. Well, I'm not. I'm not. Listen, the bottom line Listen. is the Red Wings are in a spot to add someone to make this team even better. Agreed. I'm not satisfied with the six-game win streak. It's great and all. Hottest team in sports. Love it. Not going to complain. But there's always room to grow. And to turn this team into a cup contender, I think could do marvels. Now, could do marvels, huh? Could, marvelous things. <laughs> now, let's take a, ba- a step back and look at it from a bigger lens. All right? At the beginning of the Lions season... Did we think this was a Super Bowl contending team? I mean, there was some hope of it, but I don't think anyone from a national standpoint truly believed what this team could do, even after they went to Arrowhead and beat Kansas City. Even after they had the 5-1 and one start. It took the entire course of the season to think, okay, this team has what it takes. They've got enough players. They've got enough depth on both sides of the ball. The stats don't lie. This is a team that can win playoff games. Did they add at the deadline? No. Do we regret that? I don't know. Montez Sweat might have made a difference in that NFC Championship game. And to disagree with that would kind of be naive. All right? We're happy the way it worked out. We got all our draft picks. But Montez Sweat would have made a difference. We don't want to be looking back upon this Red Wing season and thinking to ourselves, I wish we would have done more at the deadline. I wish Steve Eiserman would have traded for someone. Because here's the thing. You don't want to pull the trigger too early, get ahead of yourself, and make an irresponsible move. And a lot of people will tell you, well, the Wings aren't a cup team quite yet. Guess what? The Lions weren't a Super Bowl contending team halfway through the season, were they? Things turn around fast in sports. All it takes is one special run, getting hot at the right time, and before you know it, you could be playing for a chance to go to the Super Bowl or playing for a chance to go to the Stanley Cup. That's not out of question anymore with this Red Wings team. And I don't want to look back at this week in the calendar year and think, I wish the Red Wings, I wish Steve Eiserman could have done something. Because, John, Steve's, Steve Eiserman has a chance to do something that seems basically impossible three months ago. And that is to hold the championship belt <laughs> of the best GM in Detroit sports. Now, is he right now? Is he on Brad Holmes' level right now? No, but does he have an opportunity to get to that level or even pass him in the next couple of months? I think so. I mean, the, the path is there. The road is right in front of the Red Wings. They just have to walk it and make sure nobody else knocks him out. What does that mean? What would have to happen for Steve Eiserman to pass Brad Holmes in the Detroit GM power ranking? Well, 989-837-6125. Uh, we're going to get to the text line in just a little bit, but we do have a little bit of breaking news, John. Uh-oh. Do you want me to scramble to get the sounder? No, we don't need the sounder for this. But if you want to check out the Loons schedule for the upcoming ski- season for promotions, that's all available on the website. Came out today. Got a lot of great stuff planned out for the season. Single game ticket sales go up tomorrow on the website. 
We're going to tell you a couple of the promotions, a couple of our favorite ones this week or throughout the show. First one, Bluey at the Ballpark, presented by My Michigan Health on June 8th. My favorite healer. Can you explain to me what this is? Because apparently this is a big deal. Bluey it's a the children's television show, and Bluey's going to be here. Oh, my God. At Dow I, I think I might have to do some prep on this. You don't have to, you know, there's no like, oh, you have to fly to some land in no. another state to see Bluey. Bluey's going to be in the building. Bluey's going to be in the building. We'll, we'll, come to, we'll come to the press box. I don't know. It might be too big for Brad and I, but we'll see. We'll have some more promotions throughout the show. <laughs> All right, Red Wings, 989-837-6125. What does Steve Eiserman have to do to pass Brad Holmes or at least get on his level? That's next on the payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. More of the Great Lakes Bay region's only local sports show. Back to the payoff. John has been tasked with finding the line, uh, finding the Red Wings solution here at the trade deadline. Someone Steve Eiserman needs to go after. Do we have an update, John? I, told, I, I tried to tell you about Pittsburgh's situation, and, and you told me to go, well, you go scratch. So, about Pittsburgh for... Like, well, I'm just saying that would be the big fish, Jake Gensel. But okay. I would explain the situation in Pittsburgh where it's not like they're a seller right now. Okay. And you were like, ah, who cares about Pittsburgh? Jake, I care about Detroit. Jake oh. what? What's Gensel. His name? Jake Gitzel. Gensel. Gensel. Yes. That's our guy that Steve Eiserman has to go after. That'd be nice. Defenseman, you get to add no, someone. No, he's a forward. I thought we were going after defensemen Well, here. he's just a stud. If you want to go solely after defensemen, then we'll look elsewhere. But he's a stud, and he would add, he would be in your top six. But that would come at the cost that disrupting chemistry along the Red Wings' strongest point, which is their top six forwards. And, and that's why I think you need to look at somewhere somewhere you want to Potential. add a defenseman on the on the third third line, if you ask me. Um, but we did ask the question before we went to break: What does Steve Eisman have to do? in order to get on Brad Holmes' level, or even take that championship belt away from him in terms of the best GM in all of Detroit? Is it simply you have to make a conference championship and that's the only way to do it? Or can he make an addition at the deadline where you add someone who's not on an expiring contract, but regardless, you're walking in the next season thinking, oh, this this is a championship-caliber team. This is a cup team. I think the comparison between Brad Holmes and Iserman is honestly... There's a lot of resemblance there. Holmes entering year four, Iserman in the middle of year five. Did the Iser plan take just a little bit longer than we initially thought it would? I guess. But I think we just held him to such a high standard and expected the Red Wings to build this thing up so quickly because of the name Steve Iserman. Whereas if anyone else did this in the middle of year five, I think we'd give him a round of applause, right? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, John, but it, it is harder to, or at least it takes a little bit longer to build up a team in the NHL through the draft, the natural way in, in comparison to the NFL. We've seen a countless number of times just in the last decade in the NFL, team comes in, builds up pretty quickly. The Lions did it. The Bengals did it with Joe Burrow. That seemed unplausible at the beginning of the season. Yet here we are. And Steve Eisman in the middle of year five, he's finally done it. The Iser plan's finally coming to fruition. What he did in Tampa is now starting to shine here in Detroit. Why give Holmes the leg up and not just the results that have already been netted? Because that's unfair because Iserman's still in this in this season, so we don't know what it's going to be. Right. But Holmes was part of a culture change with the Lions. The Red Wings culture didn't need to be changed. It's an historic franchise that has won for many years. It just needed to be restored in a way. 
So that's why I'm not willing to put him over right now, and it is two more seasons. But to your point, it doesn't take just one draft in hockey to completely change the results, right? Mm -hmm. Like the Blackhawks are a good example. Bedard, he's there, he's a great player. Blackhawks stink this year, right? Mm -hmm. Like So they got the guy, and they're still not great. Edmonton, another example. They have Connor McDavid, one of the best players in hockey. Leon Drysdale, one of the best players in hockey. They can't do anything in the postseason. So you could make the argument it is a little difficult or you just can't solve it fully on one great draft class. But, yeah, Iserman's getting in the conversation of that echelon, and that comes with getting to the playoffs. The expectation, because remember, we gave a high expectation than most or a higher expectation than most before the season started. We both said. Did we? We did. We both said. I mean, said we both just wanted them the to be ceiling, playing meaningful games in we, hockey we, in the month of March. We, That's all we asked for. We said the ceiling was this point, being that last team in potentially. Now they're beyond No that. one gave them that shot for the most part. Maybe in market well, people John, did, but not no one nationally did. No one who covers the sport did. Well, John, when we first talked about it at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. Showtime number 88 wasn't a member of this team. That's facts. Now they've added... Patrick Kane, and it's done wonders. It's turned them into a team that can legitimately win playoff series. I'm looking to add more to that. All right. Is Brad Holmes still the number one GM in all sports? Absolutely, in terms of Detroit sports. But what's the one thing we kind of look back on and think, "Eh, I wonder what would have happened if Brad Holmes did this? It's trade for someone at the deadline. And I get it. We're happy the way things worked out. I want. I'm glad he has the draft picks right now in today's. What is it? February 29th. But in that time, what is someone like Montez Sweat? What what difference does he make against the 49ers? Potentially a big one. Now, if we get to the playoffs here as the Red Wings, and they're just oversized, they're just missing one big bruiser, someone to come in and just lay somebody out. I mean, Bedard laid a good hit on Patrick Kane. And what happened to Bedard? Nothing. Mm -hmm. The Red Wings need someone to bring in a big defenseman, physical dude that just beats people up. It feels like that's (laughs) the one thing they don't have right now. Uh, The physicality. Yeah. I'm not saying they're a bunch of soft guys because I've seen them get into scraps, but this team doesn't fight very often. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That obviously has nothing to do with the success of a team going forward in the playoffs, but... I think people would get behind this team just a little bit more if they had this big physical bruiser, someone that, oh, you mess with us, you got to deal with this guy. They don't have that right now. I'm that, That's never a bad contribution. You have to be careful with hoping. You, you don't want to take a skill of someone who's just not a skill player right. out of the lineup and fine not capable. Line. There's a fine line, but it's it's not a you know it's not something you shouldn't broach. I'm I'm going to pin a question to you. When we talked about the deadline with Holmes. You were okay just based on his draft ability to stay put. And you felt that really a trust level with Holmes that, all right, he sees what's out there, takes a step back, doesn't make any big move, and that's that. Do you trust Eiserman enough where you you trust his judgment where he looks at what's available? There's not really that name that's going to take him to the next level that's even really on the same level as the one you already brought in in Kane. He stays put. He does nothing. Are you going to be content with that or no? Do you, do you put him in that trust level? Because that really what it boils down to, we could talk about, you know, home success and and, and Iserman success and, and the, you know, again, a culture change with the Lions and then a culture being restored with the Red Wings. But 
do you trust them the same? Because you're a big Holmes guy. Anyone yeah. that listens to the show knows that. Yeah. And not that I'm not. It's just no. You hate okay. Brad Holmes. <laughs> Love him, but I just don't like when he doesn't when he says nothingness into microphones sometimes. But do you trust Iserman at that same level? Uh, or you're like, no, they got to bring in somebody, I, or you just don't like them being like. I I don't know if, and maybe this is terrible radio take, but I don't know if I can give you the answer to that until I see what fine. happens here. I mean, we're still so early on in the in the not early on in the rebuild. We're in the middle of year five, but. I want to see how this season plays out before I'm willing to. I, I, no, I'll answer your question. No, I don't have the trust I have in Iserman as I do with Brad Holmes yet. But he is reaching a point where he's getting close to that level. And it's funny because it's, it's the stuff that flies under the radar. I mean, no one, we didn't, what happened when we signed Patrick Kane? Did we sit here and freak out and say this was going to change all, uh, this was going to change the trajectory of the Red Wings this season? No, because I saw him in New York and he did nothing. So that was the biggest <laughs> headline yeah. that the Lions had. Uh, over the summer, it was Debrinket. Has Debrinket made an enormous difference? Yes, but what's mm-hmm. been even... I think the bigger difference maker is bringing in these second and third line guys like Petrie. Um, but like these guys who come in and are just gritty and score... The guys that aren't stealing headlines, that aren't necessarily the stars to the team... I mean, this team is deep. 12 guys have now scored 10 goals on this team. That stuff flies under the radar, similar to when Brad Holmes takes... He gets negative flack for taking a running back that soon, and then Mm -hmm. it works out. Steve Eisenman, he's very patient. Steve Eisenman's been here for five years and has never been a buyer at the deadline. Even last season, when you still had a chance, he sold. He gave up on the season and said, we're all good. Now, he's got a chance to do something completely different, and I don't think he's going to mortgage the future to bring anybody in here. But he, he does work at a much slower pace, wants to build organically, bring in guys the right way, bring in the right group of people. I think to, to put the full level of Brad Holmes' trust in him right now is a bit premature, but the plan is starting to come into fruition. The Iser plan, we can finally kind of see the big picture in this thing. Maybe they don't have a star. Maybe they don't have a Matthew, uh, an Austin Matthews. But they've got a lot of guys on this team. And now they're looking like a team that can really put together a dangerous playoff run. We didn't know, Nobody thought the Lions were a real, real contender, except the people in Michigan, right? And now the Red Wings, everyone, a fringe team, can't play defense, <laughs> scores a lot of goals. It's not really the case the last two months. They have been a team that other teams should fear. And all it takes is getting hot in the month of April, and all of a sudden, who knows? I'm not saying they're going to the Stanley Cup. But, John, what, what the, the Seattle Kraken last year, number one team in all of NHL, losing the first round, right? The mm-hmm. Panthers, or no, Boston Bruins, I'm yeah, sorry. Boston say, Bruins, like, number one team in hockey, lose to a wild card, Florida Panthers. Yeah. Red Wings are more than capable of doing something like that here in the postseason. Now, they're capable of doing the exact opposite as well and face planning. But once you make the playoffs, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. You got to be prepared. And I don't want to roll into this thing being like, "Woo, happy we got here. Oh, well, we ran into someone way better. No, this is a really good team. And you've got a chance to add talent here over the next couple of days. So let's do this thing. I want to be buyers at the deadline. I'm willing to give up uh, some, uh, something. I mean, uh, Simon Edvinson in Grand Rapids is, is killing it. 
I don't have the stats pulled up, but he's been on fire ever since he's been in Grand Rapids. He wants an NHL shot. He doesn't want to sign the extension. All right, if it takes trading him to land someone right now that you think can help you win a championship this year, why wouldn't you do it? I don't have a reason. No. If, if that move is out there, we'll just see if it's out there. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it, it, it does sting when you don't make that necessary move. And not that they, because again, they're in just such good position, again, knock on wood, to make the postseason. But when those third or fourth line guys get outplayed by someone else in that playoff series, you're going to be kicking yourself, you know, if you... Yep. Because that's because that's the weakness right now, and back end defensively, like that, that's the fun thing about the postseason. It is a crapshoot where you say, okay, top team in the Bruins, not just top team in the NHL. They were historically great last year, and then got flushed. Best away. regular season record ever, right? Yeah, and then got flushed away in the postseason. But like, it could happen. You just get in. It's not like the other sports, and this is not a knock or whatever. But that eight seed in basketball rarely happens. It happened, it happened from time last to time year, in the NHL. Yeah. No, yeah, that that was the big thing that the Heat made it right. Yeah. Like, and that was like, oh my goodness, because that usually it's top heavy. That happens a lot in hockey. You just have to get in, have a hot goalie, and have the star power to get through. And that top line for the Red Wings, it's dangerous. Know, yeah, it's dangerous. It, it's scary. It's scary. Nine eight nine eight three seven six one two five. What does it take for Steve Eiserman to pass Brad Holmes here uh, in the Detroit GM? rankings the power rankings uh we'll get to the first sports bar text line in just a little bit also nflpa came out with a report card for each team i think there's a few things worth noting here for the detroit lions before we do that uh, a couple more loons promotions to get to again loon schedule loons promotion schedule now available on the website that came out today single game ticket sales go up tomorrow this is one that i'm really excited for john got it circled on the calendar you know David Keckner, you know who that is? I know the actor. I don't know him personally. If you don't know who it is, maybe this will help you out. Why does everybody ask me that? Who the hell is that? Mr. Who Todd, is that? Mr. Uh, Mr. Todd, who? Why does everybody ask me that? <laughs> who the hell is that? Who is he, man? This is Todd Packer from The Office. Bleep, bleep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what you got up there. Uh, I, I just waited for a sec. He's going to be here throughout uh, one time throughout the summer for a meet and grief plus an autograph session uh, that's presented by My Michigan Health. I'm really excited for that day. Yeah, this it's is going to be a good one. This has been trying to read all the uh, all the reads. Ten words a minute <laughs> talking. <laughs> nine eight nine. He's like, yeah, eight, he's going to be here uh, about uh, about ten words a minute. <laughs> Thanks, John. You're welcome, buddy. Uh, all right. We've got some Lions coming up. We've got more Loons promotion schedule to get to. Plus, NFL Combine on. Does that interest anybody? I think I know John's answer. Why does everybody ask me that? <laughs> Who the hell is that? You're listening to The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. The Payoff continues. More from the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. All right, we, before we get into this Lions report card that I'm just so excited to share, uh, I did want to go over the Twitter poll we put out. We asked, who is the best GM in Detroit sports? And to no surprise, Brad Holmes was number one. Um, John, I want you to guess what Steve Eisman was, because I'll spoil it right now. He finished second. In particular, it, it was not close. These two were levels ahead of everybody else. What do you think Steve Eisman's percent was on this poll? Okay, I don't have it in front of me, and I haven't voted yet. I gotta go vote at one zero zero nine the mid on Twitter. 
I'm going to go... Nice. If Holmes won it by a lot. A considerable margin, yeah. So like 20%? That was pretty close. Steve Eichmann, 26% was okay. second. Brad Holmes, 67.3% uh, was the top vote getter. I mean, the poll's still open. People can go go vote on it if they want. I mean, I guess there's still room for Troy Weaver or Scott Harris to catch up. Dude, how Weaver's not number one. Only 2%. How Weaver got a vote is still... <laughs> I'm, just, I'm scratching my head as to who vote. It had to have been an accidental click. You know, that, that was him. You <laughs> you fat fingered something, and all of a sudden, ah, shoot! I voted for Troy Weaver. There's there's no way anyone actually did that. Same with Scott Harris. What has he done for to earn four percent of these votes? He gave and, Cole Keith money, man. Well, and and before everyone gets all mad, he brought in Jason Benetti. Come on, that's not that's not on Scott Harris. I'm joking. And before everyone gets mad at me, I know Scott Harris is not the GM. That's not his title. He's the president of baseball operations, but he's he's essentially the GM. He runs a uh, Runs baseball. Daily stuff. Okay. Uh, so what's the consensus here, John? What does Steve Eisenman have to do for that number to get closer to 50-50 with Brad Holmes? Or are we just so blinded, blindly following Holmes that it, it, he'll never catch him? Well, I mean... Steve Eisenman's yeah. got the name behind it, too. Sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt you. Like no. he, he yeah. It's Stevie Y. This is a <laughs> Hall of Famer here in Detroit. Like There is a scenario where all of a sudden everybody jumps on the Steve Eiserman bandwagon after a playoff run. And I think they're gaining more people by the day. More people are starting to drink this Kool-Aid. But once you really get into April and then everyone's actually locked in and you win a playoff series, that's when I think Steve Eiserman really could pa- even pass Brad Holmes in some of these polls. I don't think that's out of question. Yeah, I mean, the one major thing on his side is the fact that he was just so beloved as a player, you're give him, giving him a longer leash as a general manager. Maybe like, that's not right, but it's, it's, it's just, just the way it goes with you know, the fans. We, Weaver's not getting the same leash that Eisenman is. It's just facts. Like, it, it just is in terms of, of Weaver's the fans. Weaver's not on a leash. He's in a cage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeez. But, like, th- that's just that's just the facts of the situation with, uh, with Stevie I. On the Holmes perspective, it's different, too, because if, if you were to say, okay, Iserman's at the same level or maybe even surpassed if the Red Wings go to the Eastern Conference Finals, playing a seven-game series with, you know, the, the Rangers and, and lose, then, okay, they're the same level, same whatever. But people starving for a Lions Super Bowl, and Holmes was the, the person that brought you to the closest point of that, the Red Wings have a history of winning. So even if you get to the same point, it's maybe, in my opinion, just comparing two things that can't be compared because of the history. Like, again, it's a culture change for Holmes and a culture restoration for Stevie I, for Iserman. I, so, like, that, that's the thing, too, because I, I don't know about you, and I know you didn't grow up the biggest hockey fan where you would put the lines ahead of the Red Wings. Well, John, when rankings. I was growing up, the Red Wings weren't that good. Maybe when I, guess, I, was, when yeah. I was young, young, yes. they were good, but that was, like, like real, that was mm-hmm. when I was really young. Yeah. But, but that's the thing where it's like you, you've seen Red Wings success where you haven't seen that line success. So even if like, – like I think that's the thing that goes in Holmes' category. The, li- like the Lions go talking, back generations. Yeah. If generations we, haven't seen this. If, if we're just talking like straight you know, nuts and bolts, oh, draft pick, comparing this and that, you have a conversation. But in terms of like meaning – and yeah, yes, it, yes, it just, yes. Because and that's where I think even people, if if Eisenman wins a cup this year, may still put Holmes above. Uh, uh, just because here's of what's the thing, happened. John. You haven't you haven't experienced this yet, and no, I'll be 100 percent honest. Like I I really haven't either. Once this once we get to April, once the Red Wings are actually here and they start winning games, this really does turn into hockey town down in Detroit. 
this is a hockey state, and people will mm-hmm. come out of the closet with in terms of, of oh, in, ter- in terms of being Red Wings fans. Man, I, can't, I know I know it's going in tomorrow's intro. <laughs> no, no. All right, we're mo- <laughs> we got to move on. We got to get out of here fast. Uh, but one one quick note. Why does everybody ask me that? <laughs> Who the hell is that? Um, so Brad Holmes. This is what Ben's brain was telling him. Shut up. <laughs> yep. Shut it. Brad Holmes inherited the five and eleven Lions. That's a thirty-one percent win percentage. Stevie Eiserman inherited the thirty-two and forty and ten Red Wings. That's a thirty-nine. So they both inherited mm-hmm. just gobbledygook. Yeah, just a mess. Um, so yes, like what Brad Holmes has delivered has meant so much to the city, but bringing Hockey Town back, I, I think that's I something and, we're all really excited about. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying, oh, football's just more popular than hockey. Believe me, like, Red Wings are a hockey market. Yeah. The, the NHL, like, we were having a conversation, oh, the NHL All-Star game being back in Detroit. The NHL knows that they don't have to give favors to the Red Wings because that's just a hockey town. Like, they know they don't, they know they don't have to beg and grovel and throw them an outdoor game or throw Beg them this. grovel. Like, they, they just don't because they know, listen, no, Detroit's just a hockey market. Like, it's just what it is. It's, it's just got the history. And, Which is and why I know. think Steve Eiserman might pass. Yeah, might, like has the potential to pass Brad Holmes. Like, which, again, yeah. feel, felt impossible three years mm. ago. And just on that note, like, three speaking of ago. the outdoor games, Red Wings are going to have one next year, but it's not with them. It's with Columbus. It's in Ohio. Because they know oh, the Blue Jackets it sucks for a while. We gotta let's, get we gotta let, get their fans. Let's going. reignite them again. Don't have to do that with the Red Wings. Yeah, but you put them in those games, and then everyone's all the yeah. Well, so people actually show nation. up, you know. Yeah. So we, you know, you and I drive down and go to the game. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Where's you don't that? Go. It's is at, that at the shoe? It is. I'm not going there to watch the Red I'm Wings play. I'm not going to the shoe. Are you nuts? I will not. I will never step foot in that stadium. Why? I'll get kicked out. Oh, they, they, just the know, they just know they're, they're, you're wanted No, I there. cause mayhem. You spit on the grass. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's enemy territory over there. That Michigan plays in once every two years. Yeah, I, I'm not on the Michigan team. Wow. My team is Central foot Michigan. In there. Um, but you, you will drink in the Columbus bars, though. <laughs> if we go down to Columbus <laughs> next year for the Red Wings game, sure, John, we'll go, okay. we'll go to the bars with you. Uh, all right, let's move on to this Lions report card, which I think is just hilarious uh, in some regards. Uh, all right, it, it should first be noted they have the 13th highest grade, so they were kind of right in the middle in terms of NFL music. All right, you ready for you ready for this, John? Let's do it. All right. Okay, perfect. My favorite song. So the very first thing that the players, and by the way, this is NFLPA. All the players get to fill out this little letter grade. Lines finish 13th. First thing they get to give a grade is family treatment. They only got a B. What's up with that? Why why are we not treating families better? Didn't give the Staffords the suite they wanted. I I was just going to say, does this consider former player family treatment? I think. Do you think we'd get an F in that? Do you think the Lions would get an F for not giving Kelly Stafford a suite? From from Matt Stafford in his little form, yeah. <laughs> do they get a vote in this? <laughs> Former players? Well, I, do the players get to vote on everywhere else? No, just just, just there's just in house. Yeah. So then no. House. But I'd be okay with having an F in the, if if that was the grade. Former player <laughs> family treatment. If you're not in the Honolulu Blue anymore. <laughs> kick rocks. Uh, they only got a B. 
Well, yeah. This, this. Remember, it, you know, this if, is a tough if category. If Jared Goff's opinion, wife ever walked in the building, I bet you they'd get an A. Fiance. Fian- are they, are not, they married? not married? I think they are. Right. I'm pretty sure they are. If she ever walked in, I guarantee it'd be up to an A because they would raise the bar as to how they're supposed to treat families. It's a tough category because I would think all 53 players on the roster feel that their family should have their own private suite. There's only so many suites to go around. Kick Rock, Benito you know. Jones' uncle. Wow. Jeez. Not Seem personal. Like, eh. so that, that's a tough category. I, I wouldn't know anything on that. Uh, here's the one that I thought was the most funny. Uh, in food, they got a C. And in nutrition, they got a C plus. What are we feeding these guys? Detroit style pizza, man. No, I, I think it's not I the actually, most nutritious. I actually think I know what it is. Do you remember a show we did in probably November? Okay. And we ended the show talking about a Jameson Williams <laughs> meal from McDonald's. The McFlurger. Yeah. The burger with a flurry on the burger. Who's letting JMO eat this? I'd give the nutritionist an F if the <laughs> fact that you're even letting Jamison Williams go anywhere near a McFlurger. What are we doing here? What are we feeding these guys? Wow. Unacceptable. Uh, the locker room got a B minus. Uh, after a quick Google search, the Michigan locker room is just way cooler than the Lions. Like aesthetically. Their actual individual lockers are, look bigger, more cozy. Well, we'll the think Lions about it have too. steel chairs with cushions as their. No, I'm not kidding. That's their no, seat. I, but think about it, like the Lions have a practice facility away from Ford Field. Yeah. So that's going to be nicer than true. Yeah, you're right. The Ford Field locker room, like that, that's used eight times a year. Uh, I, would, I would put more money into the headquarters where you do training camp, where you practice during the week. Yeah, that's true. Training room got a B. Training staff got a B. Weight room got a B. But the strength. I think they all just were like, yeah, it's not the top of the top, but it's pretty uh, solid. But the strength coaches got an A. That that is no surprise to me. I I picture the Lions weight room just playing heavy metal music at all times. You're not allowed to sit down. No resting. Everyone looks like they're about to pass out. You're super set. Everything. I want I want an inside scoop as to what the strength and conditioning coaches are like in Detroit. We're going to have to get on that. I was got a workout in. Yeah, that's a good segment. Me and you should go do a workout with the Lions strength and conditioning coaches and see which one of us passes out first. Facts. Team travel got to be. This is this is my favorite one. Team travel got to be. Uh, head coach, A+. Did you expect anything else? No. They love them. There was four total coaches I got an A+. plus. you have a guess as to who those were? The three coordinators? No, these are only head coaches. Oh, oh, oh. You know, across the league we're yes, talking there, about. there was four, including Dan Campbell. Hmm. Three others. Okay. Andy Reid? Yes. Nice pull. <laughs> Thank you. I try. Other two... I'll let you, I'll let you take a guess Is first. another? Are the other two not employed anymore? No, they're both employed. Both employed. They still. wouldn't get an A plus if the team. I don't know. I, th- I thought Pete Carroll might have gotten an A plus in Seattle. Uh, I don't. I don't remember what Pete Carroll was. I just knew there was. There's four A pluses, okay. and then there was one that was significantly worse than everything else. Okay. Ooh. All right. So we got Reed. Oof. Trying to think of beloved head coaches. Nick Sirianni. No, th- these two kind of surprised me. Really? Like I didn't. Todd ex- Bowles. No, th- both guys haven't really accomplished much in the league. I think they both have one, oh, uh, one playoff McDaniel appearance. McDaniel in Miami. No. Nope. Really? No. Nope. All right, give it to me. It did come from the same tree. Both of them. There's your hint. 
They both came from the Shanahan McVay tree. Oh. They're also both in the NFC. Oh. Give it to me. <laughs> Matt LaFleur of Green Bay. Yeah, that could have gone. And it. Kevin O'Connell from Minnesota. Yeah, so well, I would not guess O'Connell. Of the four A-plus grades, three of them came from the NFC North. Best ba- division in football. <laughs> That's right. Sheila. Sheila Hamp. Only got a B minus. I think about those lock, those locker room videos hit a little differently now. Now that they know, now that we know, eh, they're not huge fans of her. Why? Why is she here? That's what I'm thinking about now. All right, there you have it. Uh, coming up, gonna touch on the Wings game. Uh, that's tipped uh, puck drop. 14 minutes. Got a little same game parlay. We're gonna make some money on next on the payoff. Fueled by Forward Energy. Back to the payoff on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. All right, before we get into the same game parlay for this Red Wings game that's going to make us just a tremendous amount of money, just want to wrap up one more time. Loon's promo schedule now available on the website. Single game ticket sales go up tomorrow. I've already told you about Bluey at the ballpark night presented by My Michigan Health. That's June 18th. Already told you, Todd Packer of The Office, David Keckner's coming to town. Meet and greet available. You guys can sign autographs. Oh <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> Presented by My Michigan Health. And then our very first July 4th game here at Dow Diamond. We're going to have America's Got Talents, Grace Good, live music, two fireworks shows, partnering with the city of Midland for a huge block party. It's going to be a blast. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to July 4th here at the ballpark because usually the loons are on the road for the 4th of July, and they're actually going to be coming from the road on the 3rd to be home on the 4th. So it's sort of a split series, three games on the road and then three games at home, 4th, 5th, 6th, and then that Sunday, the 7th off, I believe. So that's that's going to be fun, but it's going to be fun to have a home game 4th of July, be able to relax that day, and then have a game at night and some fireworks. Who's relaxing? <laughs> I'm relaxing during the day. I ain't working relaxing. that hard, especially not the be- not the beginning of a series <laughs> where you're already games yourself. in. Well, no, I, the the first game here's here's a uh, you know if you care about the inside a little inside baseball here, the first game of a series is always the most stressful one because it's all right you know new rosters, new everything, haven't seen this team in a bit. Blah blah blah. We're going to see. I believe it's the Whitecaps. Let me check. Yeah, the Whitecaps. We're going to see them for three games out in Comstock Park. So I'll be all right. My old stomping grounds. Yeah, I'll be good. I'll be chilling. I'll be able to have a hot dog in the afternoon, right, you know, sit right. down, get some sun maybe. Brad, by the Hopefully. way, big non-hot dog guy. This year, this I don't is eat a, I haven't eaten a hot dog in years. You only do it on the 4th of July. I don't eat him regular, regularly, but you eat him on the 4th of July. I haven't eaten a hot dog in probably a decade. Oh, look at you. What's, in a, what's in a hot dog? What's exactly. in a hot dog? Exactly. That's the, that's the no, fun of no, it. That's, <laughs> that's the worst part of it. What what's in any of this? Dog? What's in fish? Uh, okay, be plastic fish <laughs> true yeah, uh, um yeah no i watched a documentary when i was in middle school that our teacher showed us and it was like oh yeah like we're we're here's the percent of everything that a hot dog is and yeah. it's like intestines they found like 0.2 percent human yeah it's just because of like skin i don't i'm just <laughs> i'm out on hot dogs what is that thing but you eat fast food occasionally <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's nothing like a, a Culver's sandwich, I'll tell you that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, I don't even know. Oh, yeah, same game parlay for oh, the, sure. tonight's no, Red Wings sure. game. All right, Red Wings taking on the Islanders, hottest team in all of sports. So here's what we've got. Do John, we want to make this lock, or is this not a lock? Oh, yeah, this, of course this is a lock. 
good to me. <laughs> lock of the day. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. So lock it up. We, we both hit our locks on Tuesday. So we decided to join forces here and put together a parlay. Wait, wait, wait. We've got something better than a lock of the day. We've got do a, we? we? I think we do. Pay for everyone's bar tab bet of the day. Ooh, we haven't used that one in a while because we went like 0 for 4 when we started. <laughs> well, they, w- they were like plus they were like, like plus at that. We were trying to pay for everyone's you, bar yeah. tab. You were like, JMO, six touchdowns. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> JMO, two touchdowns, 150 yards. Yeah, well, the one time the you one, didn't bet, I know, two touchdowns, dude. the NFC Championship. The one time I didn't, I was like, I can't do it anymore. And then, of course, last game of the year scores two touchdowns. Uh, okay, here's what we did. We joined forces today. Sure. We're riding with the money line of the Red Wings, who are big favorites, not big favorites tonight, uh, but going against the Islanders who come into today's game with 62 points. It's in LCA. The Red Wings are 8-1-2 and two at home since 2024 began. Islanders, 23rd in goals scored. 10th most goals allowed. We're taking the money line. They're going to win their 7th straight game. We're going to parlay that with one of my picks and one of John's picks. John, I'll be a gentleman. I'll let you go first. This one, I think you're going to think is very, uh, very captivating. And it's a little more inside, but I do believe this is going to happen. So, Oh, boy. Islanders have the worst penalty kill in the National Hockey League. Not great. So they they so they can't w- they can't kill the penalty. They allow okay, the most yes. power play goals statistically. Yes. Red Wings power play's been great this year. It had a little rough stretch when they were losing, but yeah, that amazing December start, was tough. December yeah, was tough. That amazing start where they were basically like seventy five percent, and then recently it's been strong as well. I think they're sitting at so, eighth in the league at twenty three percent on both major books. You can go or not both, but I guess most of the major books. And if you can, I apologize, but you can do. Player to record a power play point. I'm going to put Larkin getting a power play point, oh. meaning an assist or a goal, plus 250. Power play point. Where is this under? It's under... Total power play goals? Total power no, play it should, points? It should just be under popular, and then... You know what? You you seem to know where it is. You want to make this parlay? You have it open? Yeah, So we'll we've got Red Wings money line, minus 114. You've got Dylan Larkin to score a point on a power play. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Patrick Kane to go over 0.5 assists tonight. Nine games in February, nine assists. Only one game in which he did not have an assist. He facilitates the puck. He plays point guard out there. We'll keep the hot hand going, and hopefully he can keep this point per game up, but we're taking the assist uh, for a little bit better of odds. So we parlay all three of those together, and what do we get? It'd be great. It apparently can't be parlayed. Probably should have checked oh that beforehand. Oh, my God. <laughs> But which it's because of your dumb which, leg, But I think. it's in the same thing. It's in points and assists. And it's in the same category on the app we're using. It's blue. Uh, not blue, do do? but it's blue. And I don't know. Bluey. We could add all the ads, uh, our odds together, or do you want me to change mine on the fly? If I mean, if you want to change one on the fly, well, if, hey, if that's, hey, big what, guy, if that's you what the can, problem is. You can't even combine yours. Can you, you combine yours? You can't combine Red Wings money line and a pat. Uh, I, I'm appalled. Can you? I can't. I, I don't know. I don't have it up anymore. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> this works well. All right. Well, if wow, you can our be- parlay of the day is just a, a banger. There's no way this loses. Pay for everyone's bar tab bet of the day. Uh, you know what? Let's just pull a you. Lock yeah. of the day. You better lock How it about up. This? You lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. How about lock this? How about this? Let's make it easy. Let's make it easy. It's only minus 114. 
Red Wings money line. Boom. Let's lock it up. Well, do we we think they're going to beat them by one and a half, minus one and a half? Ah, that's the, plus, the, the spread? Plus 202. I mean, do we think they lay another beat down today? It's the Islanders, bro. The At only thing that concerns me is the Islanders' last game was Monday. So they've had so a little time. They've had some rest. They've Or they've had a day more of rest than... What? The uh, then the Red Wings. What scares me is everyone's now looking at the Wings, like even national. Like this is a nationally televised game. It's on ESPN Plus. So if you can't access it, I apologize to you. Maybe someday someone will figure out a better way for all of this to go. Um, but every I, game is on ESPN Plus, by the way. Well, not not the local. No, yeah, you're right. But this <laughs> this one this one's on ESPN. This one's on ESPN. It's, it's nationally televised. Is it not? No. Oh, I. All it's right. Okay. They keep I. I saw a commercial on ESPN today for it. Probably for ESPN Plus, they promote. Game. They're playing on national TV on Saturday against oh, Florida. They're going to be on ABC. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. My bad. Yeah, uh, we are just off the rails right now. It's um, okay. Do we? Th- the only thing that worries me is like everybody's on them. What if they just eh, have one of those? <laughs> they have a bad game and. We hey, just, it was a part. Of, money line was a part of our. So we're going to stick with the money line. Let's stick with the money line today. All right. Uh, okay. There you have it. Sure. Lock of the day. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Woo. All right. So Maybe we should have used the app I prefer, Ben, and not run into And what is that? Problem. And what is that? I'm not going to give them the free pub, but it's not the one you use. I'm on the one that you use right now on my lap. That's how I tried to put it together, and it wouldn't let me. You're using the blue or the green one? The blue one. I use the green one. Oh, well, maybe it does let me put together the same. It's too late now. <laughs> it's too late now. This is a disaster. Uh, okay, we do have some, I mean, we only have a minute left, but we will let you know. Tomorrow, on the payoff, this time, we're going to have a special guest on. We are. I don't want to say who it is. No, I want you want to tease surprise. it? I want it to be you a surprise. You want to wait for people to tune in tomorrow well, and during the day well, to hear it on our promo? Yeah, you, you don't have to tune in right at 6. You don't want to give them any pub. Maybe we'll... Uh, how about a hint? How about a hint? Okay. Someone who is in the building for Patrick Kane's game winner against Chicago. Oh, that's a good tease, Benny there boy. There you go. We're getting better at this thing. All right. Make sure to tune in tomorrow to the payoff fueled by Forward Energy. That was the payoff. Hope it was worth it. From the Blazy Electric Studios, this is Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt, WLUN, Pinconning Bay City, Saginaw Midland.